You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And back on the Locked On Bama, Bama, I, I said Bama. What the hell is up with that? I mean, it's not even it's not even drinking time yet. It's it's quite early at uh, 4 p.m. But it's five o'clock somewhere, and namely the Eastern Time Zone. So uh, that's something I'll consider upon completion of this uh, of this little drop here. 45. Uh, man, if you'd have told me prior to the spring that I would be bragging this much on this kid, I would be a little surprised. But here's a guy we didn't talk about enough based on his spring performance. Number 45, true freshman tight end, Robbie Oost. And I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. And if I'm not, I apologize. But but what the hell? Let's let's do a rant real quick here. I talk about this all the time. My my, my radio partner on 99.5 FM and Mobile, Randy Kennedy, this is a soapbox issue for him. I am right on board. He has has scrunched over on the soapbox to allow me to stand next to him. You guys in the recruiting industry that, that cover recruiting for all of us recruiting nuts and football nuts and we love recruiting, whenever you write a story about a kid that, that doesn't have a Smith, a Jones, or a Brown, or Jackson-type last name, how about a pronunciation guide? How about when you get the kid on the phone or the kid's high school coach, you're like, hey, help me pronounce this kid's name and then put it phonetically so when the kid shows up on your favorite college team, we all know how to say his name, but O-U-Z-T-S. We're going to need some help, uh, you know, knowing how to pronounce that. We don't need to wait for, you know, Brad Nessler on, on CBS Game of the Week to, to know how to say our players' names. So recruiting industry, do a little better about this. We need a pronunciation guide. But anyway, Robbie Oost, tied in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And, boy, I've got a great Bama player comp, you guys. You old-timers are going to like this at the end, but – you know, tight end is, is tough. We talk about it all the time. It's, it's, it's one of the weirdest positions to recruit, much like center. And I say that because it is completely a developmental position. It is going to be rare. When I say this, you're going to go, no, that's wrong. Jimmy's just wrong about this. But no, look it up. How many times does a tight end come out as a five-star or a super high four-star, show up, play tight end, and be really good in college – to the point you're a first-round pick, and then go to the NFL, and now you're a great tight end in the NFL. That happens at just about all the other positions, even quarterback, certainly running back, and pass rusher, and corner, and receiver. We see that happen all the time, but at tight end, it's weird. Here, I'll give you a good example. Uh, you know, I sort of just described O.J. Howard, who was a five-star, who showed up and played early. He wasn't a three-and-done. He could have been. He played four years at Alabama and developed, and he even went on to be a first-round pick and plays for the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though he was hurt most of the the Super Bowl season, or all of it, actually. I wouldn't say that O.J. has been a spectacular NFL tight end yet, but it's not fair because he's young and he's been banged up. Let's see what happens. But I say that never or rarely happens, and then we've had one in our own Alabama backyard. You know, it happened with him. But if you want to know how rare it is, you know, everybody that listens to this podcast watches the NFL at least a little bit. And, and, and go ahead, think to yourself, okay, who are the best tight ends alive today? Who are the, the best in the NFL? 
And, you know, the, the name that's going to come to mind for most everybody that really knows the league is George Kittle of the 49ers. He's probably the best right now. And uh, he was a three-star, probably a two-star. How many of you guys remember George Kittle at Iowa? Okay, how about, again, back to Tampa Bay. They have the best tight end that maybe has ever played in the NFL and Rob Gronkowski. How many of you guys remember him from Arizona? Was he a star? Was he a five-star? We're talking about the best tight end that maybe ever played. So it's a developmental spot. And, and just because Robbie was a three-star, some Alabama fans probably didn't think it was a big deal to get him. And maybe he was a four. He might have been a four. But in comparison to the typical Nick Saban recruit, uh, Robbie would have been on the lower part of the list as opposed to the upper part of the list. And that's fair. He did choose Alabama over Virginia Tech. So it wasn't like we had to beat Oklahoma and Clemson and Ohio State to get him, right? Well, he shows up as a true freshman, early entry true freshman, and in the scrimmages and and A-Day. And what I'd say about him is it was clear to me that the staff was trying to find a role for him. And by that, I don't mean the scout team. I mean, it was just an impression I got from him this spring. But I think this is a kid that showed up and proved that he is physically ready to be on the field. And we're talking about uh, a highly physical position at tight end. Uh, He's also, for the position, more athletic than you think. I mean, this is a a, a talented dunker, a talented basketball player. So you know he's got some level of hands. Now, we have good tight ends in Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latu. We've talked about them incessantly. And even Major Tennyson, I think, is a pretty good number three. I think the future of this position at Alabama is Robbie Oost. And he's going to be very good. And he's probably going to be good quicker than you guys think. Should Billingsley and Latu both go pro early? I'm not going to be surprised at all if Oost is the starter in 2022. And, and, a, and a damn good one. So I am, as far as the tight end position goes, pretty sky high on Robbie, who is real physical. He's thick without being huge. He's athletic without being super fast, if that makes sense. And what I just described as a highly effective SEC tight end. Uh, I have one of my better Bama player comps on this. I'll tell you who he is a lot like in every way, even at the same age of development. And the guy I'm about to describe was another three-star type that went to Alabama under not a lot of fanfare and then played in the NFL like six or seven seasons, and that's Patrick Hape. If you guys remember him from the Gene Stallings era, look him up if you're too young to remember the Stallings era. I think Hape was part of the 93 class uh, and, 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 again, was drafted and then played, I think, primarily for the Broncos for multiple years and was a good NFL player. Um, and he is so similar to, to Robbie Oost. So uh, I think another quality player here at number 45, a true freshman. Uh, you know, not many kids redshirt anymore. And, uh, you know, we, are, we do have some tight ends. Tight ends a great position to redshirt players because it's a developmental spot, right? Well, I think he's too good to keep off the field. I mean, that's just the best way I'd describe it. Uh, yes, a, a redshirt year might, might ideally fit, you know, his career arc or the planned career arc, but sometimes kids are just too good to keep on the sideline. And I I think that's what you'll see with Robbie this fall, Uh, non-heralded, but a true freshman that plays 
place quite a bit and really helps us, and he could be a real demon uh, with his size on, uh, on special teams. I could see him being a core special teams player. Appreciate you guys tuning in to the Locked on Bama podcast player countdown, roster player number countdown. I guess we don't have an official title for this. Maybe next year we'll have a standalone sponsor for it since it's wildly popular. Thanks, Roll Tide, and just about 45 days to go to fall camp. Hey, did you guys ever wonder how your favorite restaurant consistently makes such delicious food? The short answer is they have access to all the right kitchen tools. The long answer is they go to Made In. That's Made In. It's professional quality cookware and kitchenware. Anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home with Made In. I'm dead serious. They sent me a sample of this knife. Love it. It's awesome. Go check them out. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. It's a big deal. Go check out Made In. I'm telling you, uh, madeincookware.com is where you want to go. Madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and you're going to get 15% off your first order. And it is so worth it, people. Madeincookware.com. You're going to love it. It's using all the best restaurants around the world. And it should be in your uh, home restaurant, i.e. your kitchen. Madeincookware.com. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Look, I love me a Built Bar. If I had, listen, if I had a Built Bar and I wanted to eat it all fancy-like, I would use my Made in Cookware kitchen knife, cut it up, and then eat it with a fork. If you've ever seen that Seinfeld episode, it's classic. This was very funny intro. You should be laughing at this point. However, something that's not laugh-worthy is Built Bar. They, they don't make you laugh. They make you smile with giddiness that you're maintaining or losing weight. Either way you want to go. Built Bar, delicious, nutritious, keto-friendly, or as my friend Jimmy says, keto-friendly. Um, whatever you want here, Built Bar, all kinds of flavors. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off that order. Back-to-back live reads with 15% off your order. Promo code for Built Bar is LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15, BuiltBar.com. Any flavor you want, go get it, BuiltBar.com. This is Jimmy Stein Unlocked on Bama. Back to the player roster countdown as we are closing in on just six weeks till the start of fall camp. And today, one of the more interesting kids, somebody I sort of feel for, we'll go over, over that. Jalen Moody, number 42, Conway, South Carolina, coming up on his fourth year. Could be a senior year. He's got a COVID year, so he could also come back in 2022. Uh, interesting kid was not highly recruited uh, out of high school. In fact, a lot of people don't know this, but he was actually not going to be offered by South Carolina or Clemson. And who takes him? Alabama. So that makes Alabama look really smart if the kid turns out to be a great player. And, and what do you know? He's, he's really he's good. He's, cer- he's certainly an invaluable special teams player, uh, a good kid in the, in the locker room. He's been a good take. To this point, he filled in last year during an injury and was outstanding. Sort of went into the spring as a favorite to start at inside linebacker alongside Christian Harris. And did he play well? He played exceptionally well. I, I think watching Jalen Moody this spring, he proved that he is ready to be not just a starter at Alabama, but to be a, a really good college football player and potentially an NFL player. That 
that's what he looked like to me this spring. I, I, I did not think that Jalen Moody uh, looked like a, a liability in any way uh, this spring as, as the replacement for Dylan Moses. Uh, and what really impressed me is with a guy as physical as him, you knew he'd be good against the run, but but Moody looks pretty good in space. He's, he's shockingly good in coverage. He can also get after the quarterback on blitzes. So, so Moody has a good spring. Looks like he's going to be the starter, right? Well, along comes the transfer portal, and here comes Henry Toho Toho from Tennessee, and hardly nothing's going to keep Henry out of the lineup. I know Moody was impressive this spring, and he's been around for four years, but Henry did not transfer from Tennessee to anywhere to sit on anyone's bench. Henry is a high-quality, elite, proven SEC player. I fully expect to see Toho Toho start at inside linebacker alongside Christian Harris, once again relegating Jalen Moody to the top inside linebacker off the bench, sort of a second-half player, special teams player, uh, basically the same role he, he played a season ago on the 2020 team. So if he gets frustrated and leaves, that would certainly be something that's understandable. However, he's such a good player, it's the last thing the coaches would want. They certainly want Jalen Moody to be on the football team and be around. Hey, on top of everything else, I haven't even mentioned, Moody's a leader. He, he's, he's, on the, he's in that leadership group. Um, good kid, good academically, um, just a positive asset on the football team, and I hope he sticks around. And football's a dangerous, violent game. People get hurt every week. You get an injury or two at linebacker, all of a sudden having a Jalen Moody is huge. So I hope he sticks around. I hope he graduates and gets gets postgraduate degrees from, from Alabama. Uh, he was certainly a very smart pickup. Great evaluation by Alabama, taking a kid from South Carolina that their in-state schools didn't want. And we're like, well, he's good enough for Alabama, and, and he certainly proved to be. So great evaluation, great kid, and let's hope he ends his career at Alabama. Thanks for listening to Locked on Bama. This is Jimmy Stein on Locked on Bama. We have yet another player to talk about on the roster countdown down to six weeks until fall camp starts. Let's talk about 41, Chris Braswell. You know, Chris was a surprising redshirt a year ago. Now, I know that's, that's a weird term to use, everyone in college football redshirted a year ago. The season didn't count towards anyone's eligibility. So Chris was redshirted along with the rest of the sport. But but nevertheless, I guess my point is he was a five-star and so highly recruited, it was kind of surprising that we didn't see him on the field. And some people, it would lead some people to wonder, like, wow, this five-star, you know, who come, coming from, from Baltimore, I mean, we thought he was all-world and we hadn't even seen him. So Maybe he's just one of these guys that was a little overrated or or who knows, maybe hurt or, or what the problem is. Well, fast forward to the spring, I would be hard-pressed to name a kid that was more impressive this spring to me. Maybe it was because I was a little bit surprised, but Braswell was just a hellacious pass rusher this spring. I think he looked like a starter. He certainly looked highly capable of being a first-team outside linebacker on third and long. In terms of just rushing the passer, he he is literally fantastic. The Alabama offensive line was just pretty helpless trying to get him blocked all spring. When you factor in that he's part of that outside linebacker room with Will Anderson and Chris Allen, it it starts getting pretty scary. But I'll tell you this, I I think Braswell's an excellent player. He's obviously got to stay a little bit patient because he's not going to 
take snaps from Will Anderson or Chris Allen. Uh, as good as those guys are, they're not going to give up snaps to anyone. You don't want to take guys like that off the field. But in the event of injury and certainly later in the event of Chris Allen and then later Will Anderson bolting to the NFL, it will be invaluable to have Chris Braswell around because by then he'll be even older and mature and experienced. He's going to be really good. Let me tell you that. That recruiting hype appears to me to be justified. Sometimes, uh, hey, sometimes it takes kids four years to figure it out. Sometimes three years. With Chris Braswell, it did take some time, but it, it looked to me like it only took a few months. I mean, so he he made a quick adjustment in the grand scheme of things. So uh, now the question with him in terms of how great he can be will be, I mean, are you just a one-dimensional pass rusher or, 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 or are you only a third down player? That's what he has to prove. And, and some of that comes with understanding the playbook and reading keys and getting off blocks and and just, just diagnosing plays. Uh, playing with your eyes, uh, that that's the sort of thing that, that he needs to prove uh, prove that he can do and improve upon during his time at Alabama. Because if you want to be a highly successful pro player, you need to prove that you can play on all three downs and not just be a short yardage against the run guy, not just be a pass rusher on third down guy, uh, but be a guy that you don't have to take off the field. So that's what uh, what Braswell, I'm sure, is working on. And I, I, I think a lot of him, I think he's going to be a star player at Alabama. So thanks for listening to the Locked on Bama player roster countdown today.